Cracking everybody. This is your boy. Let me go ahead and start sending out these invites. This is your boy, Donnie Sun. Got another episode of the podcast going. Special guest from a group coming in. We're going to talk about a couple of different things tonight. Uh, where we left off, where we left off yesterday was, um, oh, here we go. Not yesterday, earlier today. What's cracking? What up, my boy? Man, what's cracking? Nothing much. What's up? What's up? Here, just getting ready. But um, actually, there's nothing to get ready about. Let me just tell you all a little bit about myself. This podcast name is, um, I'll tell you my name later. And basically, it's mm. just a free and open space for people to talk about whatever, whatever they want to talk mm. about. I'll introduce a general topic tonight. I think we'll talk about friendships. We can keep talking about toxic friendships, what we talked about earlier in the day. And we'll also talk about doing business with friends. That'll just be the topic for the day. Uh, no, okay. we can debate. There's always room for debate, but we never curse each other. It's a real good vibe. You know what I'm saying? Always just hear. So let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Now I know we. I mean, I understand the debate. We we don't curse each other out, but so we don't curse. You could no, man. Fuck that. You can curse all you want, dog. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, okay. It's, so it's this is a natural form of language for me. Permitted. Hold on for one second. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a natural language for me. So I just wanted to make yeah, sure that I was man, free to dog. speak. You can say what you want, bro. Open it up, man. But first, you know, people here out here don't know who you are. Could you introduce yourself and what your your Facebook group is about, if you like to? Um, am I introducing my first my my letter? Uh, Whatever me. you want. Whatever you want, dog. Um, <clears throat> my name Bernard Bernard Henderson. Um, black man beanie. Going by tonight. All right. Um, um, I, I run a Facebook group called Marriage Club Men's Retreat. It's really um what it is. It's a retreat mm-hmm. for married and like minded men, not necessarily married, but you know people who are trying to be um. <clears throat> And influence to the next generation, should I say. Yeah. So, um, you know, and trying to be, you know, I, I, and I really want to get into, uh, you know, securing some black family structures. Okay. Uh, you know, and why we, why we not lasting and stuff like that. I'm really here to address that. So. That's why do you think that is? Why do I think what it is? That there's been this problem with the black family structure. Oh, um, no, we started not kind of a lot of it, a lot. No, a lot of that, a lot of it comes from slavery. A lot of it really stems from slavery. I even go, uh, go back to the fact that, you know, we were beat in front of our women, which made our women coddle us more, mm-hmm. uh, when it came to their sons. And it also being coddled as a man growing up ain't good no. because you 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 feel like uh you don't have a sense of responsibility mm-hmm. um and that ultimately led to those men who were coddled as kids becoming coddled adults so mm-hmm. coddled adults don't stay in the home yeah. um because they can't deal with responsibility because they ain't trained to right so um i'm trying to kind of break that cycle in a way mm-hmm. because i was i was a um i was a you were what was that 
kind of blacked out there. I don't hear anything. But I, I dig what you're saying. You feel that? Somebody shuffling around. But yeah, I think there's been some definite damage done to the black household, you know. That's something we go on and on about and the what's and the why. Do you think it's, hmm, what's do you think it's permanent? Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can hear you now, man. Okay, 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 okay. Um, good question. Do I think it's permanent? Um, the hopeful side of me says that it can still be repaired and salvaged, but there's another side of me, mm-hmm. a very pessimistic side that feels like we might be almost too far gone. Um, I worry yeah. a lot. I worry a lot because the things that I see and then just watching how a lot of these children are growing up and what they're exposed to, their the, their odds of like prospering just seem like they're going down, man. Like it's just getting harder out here for them than it ever had to be. So I, I worry about that. But lighter topic, lighter topic. In the marriage group, um, what about it do you do you really get down with that you really love that's happened so far with the entire movement you guys got going over there? Black man, you still there? I don't know where it went. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you. Okay, I see what's going on. Um, Is it auto You may actually... When I get it, when I actually, I'm trying to share the actual link to the group, oh, and when I try to do that, it, yeah, it kind of kicks me out of the sound. Mm-hmm. But if you can try to share it to the I group, I'll go it. ahead and yeah, approve it. Yeah, it. yeah, share it to the group, and I'll approve it. Okay. Um, so what I like that's going on is, mm-hmm. you know, you would never know that it's this many men, uh, who really feel this vulnerable to need this sort of space. Mm. Um, so the response that I've been getting and I've been having, having to kind of tell in my conversations because when I first started the group, I started it just as what it was called, like, you know, a, a, a men's retreat because mm-hmm. I, they, I feel like men, you know, us as men, especially with this whole calling out of toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. actually masculine naturally feel like they're, they're being attacked. You All did right, just put it out. So yeah, I'm listening. So in that, I tried to make this group for those type of people mm-hmm. who didn't know where, to, who who really didn't know where where to stand in this type of society, mm-hmm. and you know, just so we'll be able to talk amongst men, right. whatever feelings, because it's a lot of trauma that comes out of men when Absolutely. you actually let them talk amongst each other. Yeah, especially when we're all in, you know, all have some of the same, um, some of the same issues. Absolutely. It's a lot of so. And see, I love seeing that men have gotten a lot more comfortable in this group talking right. to each other. And as a result, a lot of the inboxes that I get from some people, they they're like, man, thank you, because I, I never would have. You know, I had some people who were about to marry the wrong people and they they decided not to get married because of this. Are That's what I created it for. Yeah, dead serious, man. They what? inboxed me and told me, like, thank you. Yeah. That's wild, bro. People who are suicidal <clears throat> yeah. and people who are suicidal have been like, thank you because it saved my life. Mm-hmm. Just to be able to talk amongst men and get the feedback, honest mm-hmm. feedback amongst men. And it gives men a reason to care as well for other men. Right. You dig? So I've. I've been I've been loving that effect of it, so I'm I'm feeding more into that and 
man, that's a beautiful thing, man. And what I like best about what you're saying is that's one of the biggest thing. That's really how shame works because it makes you yeah. have this feeling of being isolated and you think that no one else shares the same shame. We'll just say something like maybe a woman cheated on you or maybe a woman got physical with you. A lot right. of men don't open up and share that because you're embarrassed to say those things or even to say that, hey, I got hurt. I actually got hurt. And the reason I'm doing some yeah. of the things that I'm doing, like a big one that I touch on a lot <clears throat> is promiscuous sex. Uh, not promiscuous sex, but being promiscuous and even premarital sex. Um, not to hop on any kind of soapbox, but a lot of times when you engage in a lot of that, it's really from a place of hurt. And a lot of men won't. Yeah. Men. We act like yeah. overall players, but what happens is the normal cycle of how that thing goes is you're with the woman that you really, really like. She does you really, really bad. And in turn, you do a whole bunch of women really, really bad. But you're really looking for that original love feeling that you lost. But men, no man's going to say that to another man. I know, bro. to say that out loud. Bro, it's, it's, a, it's a post that I po- I was literally <clears throat> just talking. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, man. Spit. I was just talking. Like, I just posted up. I don't know if you saw me on a video I had on a white white sweater with red with a red neck on it. I think I did. And I was kind of going... I was kind of going off mm-hmm. about this mentality about how we kind of uh, degrade women because mm-hmm. and a lot and, and the reason why I, why I did that is because I was kind of calling out dudes yeah. because we we talk a lot of trash about our women mm-hmm. and even with the whole Cardi B WAP thing, but see people don't want to take into account that you know she was this before he met her Thanks. and he knew this at the same time, right? So. For him to for for somebody to use reasoning like oh she wouldn't change who she was and that made me do that's hurt mm-hmm. and so a lot of people they the way that they treat women mm-hmm. is out of hurt because they don't want to be hurt again Absolutely. and my whole thing was if they understand if we all as men understanding that listen we all been hurt by women mm-hmm. women have been hurt by us at the same token so mm-hmm. it takes that kind of everybody being vulnerable say how you've been hurt and let's meet each other at our inadequacies and, and, and at our hurt and let's build each other from there yeah you know but a lot of these men you know you got to kind of break them down to, to really get them to that point where they realize it's it's a it's a hypocritical uh angle that they taking at it you know what i mean but you know a big problem that we have with the great divide amongst the uh, the black men and black women of the community, <clears throat> man, some of us got horrible pickers, man. A lot of us, we pick the wrong spouse for the wrong reasons, and we'll keep picking the wrong person over and over again, and then blame all the women or blame all the men for continued poor choices. That's out of hurt itself, too, bro. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. out of hurt itself. Absolutely. Picking the wrong people is out of hurt itself. And mm-hmm. a lot of my message is you got to pick a friend first because mm-hmm. you wouldn't you wouldn't throw away somebody who's a real friend. Mm-hmm. So that's what we mistake with having relationships and trying to sustain relationships that probably shouldn't even be, um, you know, sustained. Mm-hmm because of what we are attracted to by a person but if it's not a person if it's not a person that that you can tell all your faults to mm-hmm. and they accept you for who you are and they accept mm-hmm. when you change mm-hmm. and you can allow you're willing to allow them to change yes yeah, gonna hurt sometimes but you can fight with your best friend 
Yeah. And you still won't throw them away. Yeah. It has to be that in a relationship. And, and I've been noticing that a lot of people don't. Um, just trying to teach that principle, too. And I noticed that, man. Sometimes I see some of the cats on the on the group and they'll be talking stuff about like, man, do y'all cry in front of your woman? I don't cry. I don't show any emotion. Man, I can't live like that. You know what I'm saying? My woman yeah. respects me. Yeah. And she's seen me cry on more than one occasion. I mean, about some real <laughs> shit. And she didn't. I couldn't imagine having to walk around my house, having to hide at my house about how I truly feel because the woman yeah. went up and leave me. I don't want no woman like that, man. Yeah, it's and so they—they not even just woman. It's anybody. Anybody, yeah, anybody. anybody that's that's like the that. point. Anybody. That's yeah. the point. Anybody. And we attach we attach ourselves mm-hmm. to to people because of what the world tells us mm-hmm. that uh, this is what it looks like. Nobody, it, a lot of people haven't seen what love even looks like, bro. Mm, facts. Like many people don't have a clue what it looks like, and it takes some trial and error, mm-hmm. especially when you're going at it on your own yeah and you have no clue you know you 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 fall into into different uh you know thought processes mm-hmm. that you think are love but it's really it's really not love is acceptance period right. i mean at the end of the day that's if, if i had to equate love with one word it's acceptance absolutely and just the ability to be yourself and true to yourself at all times and you know there's right. a thing I'm, I talk about this a lot just in dealing with people that uh, you don't need, you don't have any business dealing with. But when you're with a woman or even a friend that you is toxic, and that's what we're talking about tonight, but we're jumping all over the place, but it's all good. You know, you know quick. Like your gut starts screaming at you really early and really fast, even when you're young and you don't quite know what's going on. You know, like even when somebody yeah. tells you a story or lies, a lot of times you just don't want to admit it to yourself, but you'll know that uh, this person is not being righteous in what they're talking about. And it's yeah. kind of easy to spot. But the real topic of the night, I'm sorry, is friends. My fault, my fault, bro. My fault. I get, I get. No, no. I, I have a rabbit brain. I can go all out. Yeah, me you'll too, see. bro. Me you'll too. See. I'll go we, all we, over. This your show, though, so you got to keep me focused. I'm no, no, I don't. I let, I let everybody me. loose. I let everybody <laughs> loose. And actually, I had a pretty good idea, man. If you don't mind, I was just going to scroll down the feed. And since it's anonymous, if I could read mm-hmm. people's post about some of the questions that they oh. have. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I really, bro, I, bro, I, I got to get my computer. So, yeah. You faded out for a second. Wait, that'll be that'll be dope. bro. That's what I'm saying. So what mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'll do, if you're cool with it, because it's, even though it's my show, it's your form. Um, I could mm-hmm. go through, pick somebody's post, and they could be the guest on that show for the day, and they could discuss their posts as they would like to, or I could just read it anonymously and open up the lines and That's, let everybody call in. I mean, you know, it's 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 however you want to do it. Baby. Okay. It's however you want to do All it. Right. Like I, I, it's open with me tonight. I feel you. That's dope. So the question. Yeah, I like I like to be able to express my views like this. So. You do. You can talk. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh no, my brother. Anytime, man. Thank you for coming on. So let me ask you this: How do you feel about doing business with friends? Um, I believe in contracts, brother. Okay. Um, and being a um being a heavy believer in the Bible, mm-hmm. I believe that as it said, you know, a contract is end all strife, baby. You mm-hmm. know, if we got a contract laid out by the contract, okay, I, 
So, you know, our friendship, when it comes to the contract, you know what you have to do. So I make that abundantly clear to a friend before I work with you, you know, Mm -hmm. so it ain't no miscommunication. And if he gets mad at me because of it, Mm -hmm. then I understand where he thought our friendship was. Mm. Mm, I could I could see that, man. I guess just for me, I've had such bad experiences with doing business with friends. And mainly, I'll, I'll give you this, none of them have been contractually based. And so maybe mm. that might have been where the problem lied, lied in. And we talked about it. Tristan, you still in? Well, hop on, baby. Uh, what I've noticed with friends in general, I don't like to lend money. I don't like to give out rides. Yeah. I don't like to let you live with me. And if you do, if you need any of those things, I'll just give you the money. You'll probably only get one or two rides from me. It's got to be an emergency. And if you come live with me, there's got to be an established timeline of when you got to be out. But right. that business right. part, I just don't like it, man. It's but see, everything that you just mentioned was business, bro. You I just got to put that on paper. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I know. I'm glad, I'm glad you Basically. said that because I personally... I'll never do business with my friends unless mm-hmm. it's someone that I know that I've worked with mm-hmm. and seen that they are they are on point one hundred percent because I actually had a friend he wanted to start a um he wanted to start um a landscaping business with mm-hmm. me and this was before he actually started working with me actually it was right around the time he started working with me. I've, you know, I've always, you know, I always used to, you know, before I, you know, before I, I actually had friends that I worked with, I was really careful about who I picked and who I said, you know, I'd let them start working with me because work and business is a completely different story from friendships. Mm. And you've, yeah. you know, you hang out with a lot of these people and you see how yeah. they move, you see what they do, you see how you, you, you get to assess how serious they take certain situations mm-hmm. and when it comes to business that's compl- that's you're pouring so much of your energy and your time into something that makes or breaks whether or not your lights are on whether or not you get to eat that day or that week mm-hmm. or you know the, you know on another level um whether you whether you know whether this business is going to be an actual successful business that all depends on what your goals are. But mm-hmm. right. It, but if you put someone on that you hang out with, that you kick it with all that, and they're not. I mean, and it also ties into what you said about contracts. Those things have to be absolved, uh, absolved and taken care of. And most friends, if they're not about it, if they're mm-hmm. not really work, really, they, they don't have the work ethic or the willpower to do certain things to have a successful business. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't sign that contract anyway. You, you know, know what a I mean? lot of times they say right. that uh, picking a spouse is like picking a business partner. And the more I'm it thinking really about is, it, though. it really is because just because mm-hmm. your friend has a skill set in partying and drinking that and they're fun to be around, it doesn't mean they'll be a good business partner. And the same right. can definitely apply to right. you mess around right. and get the wrong wife who's fun and all that kind of shit. Yeah. But can't balance a budget, you're gonna be in for some misery, bro. You are and not just, gonna be just, happy. Huh. And just like any business, you have to think about the longevity of it. And a lot of people don't when they think about marriage, mm. you think about who you who you want to marry based on who you are when you're 20 mm. or whenever you get married. Right. You actually literally have to choose your mate 
right. based on uh you know where you want to be at when you when you older you have to think of it it's a it's a building process yeah. it's a building process and as far as it goes as 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 far as working with friends and stuff like that see i'm i'm this type of dude mm-hmm. um if i see a friend has a passion mm-hmm. for something and uh use a, a lot of times a passion for something can turn into a work ethic because i do believe that uh, talents that everybody has can be monetized. Absolutely. Um, I believe that. So I usually try to take someone's passion that they have and kind of steer them in the direction of creating their own um, kind of income from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in working with people, it's like teaming up with them to get their vision on track. So you know, I, to be honest with you, I got, you know, I got friends that I, that I work with that, you know, they do stuff like make t-shirts. So I'm trying to, you know, lend my kind of space to them to be able to make some t-shirts for me to be able to do something so we can have kind of a, a co-mingled path when it comes to making money on that aspect. You know, I lend you my market, you give me your product, you know what I mean? But if, if things aren't set in stone and mm-hmm. you know what I mean, as far as business goes, mm-hmm. Or, you know, certain terms haven't been met. Right. Then no matter if you my homeboy or not, you got to understand. I can't work with you on this one. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the reason why I say at the end, I I can't say I, I won't work with friends because I see friends who don't have anywhere else to go. Thanks. And a lot of times they need to be they need to be pushed to their purpose. Mm-hmm. So they'll be able to make money in a way that drives them, that doesn't make them tired. I believe right. that everybody has some kind of talent and mm-hmm. gift and instincts mm-hmm. that you can monetize, um, you know, that you can monetize that'll that'll make you fruitful because right. you'll be able to teach it later. Mm-hmm. So instead of going to perform it later, you'll be in your older years, you'll be able to teach it. Right. Which will give you, you know, so I, I believe in that type of thing. So I don't necessarily not work with friends, but I am selective of who I work with according to uh, their gifts and their mm-hmm. talents and expertise. I don't just now, you give, know, it's, if you, it's you interesting know. that you say that I've been listening to this book called uh, Mastery, same guy who um, made 48 Laws of Power, Robert Greene. Yeah. And in the book Mastery, mm-hmm. what he's talking about is just that he was hitting on today. We have a tendency to we think of work and we think of fun in this context. We have work over here, which is drudgery that we just do to get to the fun. When in fact, what you're saying is is what we should be doing, trying to find the thing that you have a passion for and going out and mastering it. And then somewhere along that road, you will be able to monetize it. But you should only focus on the mastery of what you're trying to do. And we don't do that because we. For some reason, we've been told that that's silly to really follow your passion and to think that you can make something of it. When in reality, yeah, you really all can. Yeah, yeah it, it's just you. I'm sorry, somebody go ahead and speak. No, nah, man, keep going. A lot. No, keep going. Uh, it's, no, you're it's, fine. You're fine. People don't. Um, people haven't been given a formula mm-hmm. on how to do that. Right. So I really do think that a lot of what I'm trying to do is giving them the formula for that because 
if you can have that kind of freedom in your marriage and have that kind of freedom with the person that you deal with and you would when you become comfortable with somebody that you that you know is for you, mm-hmm. hell or high water, you can bounce ideas off of them. And women, they like to check you on shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you know, women, women, when women complaining to me, my wife complaining to me is really making something better. If I give her a house and it ain't clean, she gonna complain. Mm-hmm. That's just what she does. Everything that I do, she tries to make it better. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? So I give her something and she just makes it better now when i'm not acting like and not making it better then she checks me on it and mm-hmm. people don't see it as like a teamwork type of thing mm-hmm. you, you know what i mean yeah so my whole thing is if, if i can get that to them if i can get that to them then they'll run their entire lives based on the same principles that you run your house with now somebody um, you know, I may have went on a tangent. No, no, it's all good, man. We no, you're, you know what you know what you're. Fun, you, I'm, I'm glad you said that last part because mm-hmm. that's one of those minute minor things that my my parents always used to tell me. Um, I mean, the way you keep your house is the way you're gonna the, the way you're gonna do things everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I I kind of sort of uh, picked up on this because I you know when I worked at restaurants you could see the ones that worked as hard as they you know they worked hard and you see those that kind of sort of <laughs> lag they stood around they didn't really yeah. clean it's not see even the ones that try to make work. it look like they're working but you can tell mm-hmm. in the long run when it's not you know it, yeah, that's detailed. exactly that's that's, exa- that's exactly what I'm trying to allude to they're those that. They, they, not only do they take initiative to, uh, clean and make things better, but, I mean, that's, that's, that's something that's actually ingrained in their, uh, actual being as opposed to others to where you have to have someone tell them to do it or they have to be threatened with punishment, uh, to, that actually controls whether or not see, they do you know it. What? But that's an interesting point, and a lot of guys don't think about this in choosing a spouse. You want somebody that will naturally follow your direction, not somebody that yes. can make a punishment. And the thing about people don't realize that's probably that's more important than being attractive. Like y'all don't think yes. that until you get it a spouse is. that's hard headed and stubborn, and you're fighting for that leadership role. It ain't worth it, man. Yeah. It's fucking whack. That's the reason why the Bible itself mm-hmm. says the man who finds a wife finds a good thing, not a yeah, woman. No. Anybody can find a woman, but every woman ain't your wife. Mm. And every man is trying to make a woman into his wife based on things that that society has told you a wife should be made out of. But, mm. you know, you have to. You have to pick those people that drive you, that see your vision, because I think that every woman wants to be helpful to yeah. a man yeah. that has vision. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Even in society that it looks yeah. like it, it looks good mm-hmm. in a society to be about behind someone who has vision. But mm-hmm. we've been so thrown off on what they tell us it's supposed to be. You know, they, they monetize everything as mm-hmm. far as, you know, what's supposed to be. Value is money. You yeah. So I'll tell you something wild, man. I wish you had called in. On one. I thought I told you about one of my other shows, but I did a, a show on divorce. And so I'm looking up statistics, right? And it's crazy, you know, you're talking about the world. Everything the world teaches you to do before you get married has a higher chance of you getting divorced. I'll go down the list for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. 
Number one, if you have 10 or more partners, it seems like it affects women more than men, but it increases your chance of divorce. If you have children out of wedlock, it increases your chance of divorce. If you go to the second, into your second marriage, it raises your chance of divorce up to 75%. Families with blended families have an increased chance of divorce. So you keep, and these are all things that society tells you is normal when it's actually creating an air of dysfunction that makes it really yes. hard to operate because the, the relationship, and I'm not dissing anybody that has stepchildren. I don't want anybody to get in their feelings, but I will say this. The relationship between a man and a woman is already difficult enough. If you insert a third party in the form of an ex or their family, you've complicated that equation and there's no getting around it. It's made it so right. much harder. But we've accepted this as a normal thing, um, especially in our community, but it's not. Any thoughts on that? Um, I know that's a tough one. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, what's up, man? Hold on. They tripping. I'm sorry, Miss Cosgrove. This little baby tripping. Um, Can you repeat the question for me? I'm sorry. Yeah, my, no, my, no, 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 Be man. honest with you. No, no, it's all good. Be honest I was with just, you. People I was just talking in about. My head. No, no, I'm in my area about, right now, man. I was just talking about how all the things society um, tries to tell you is normal, like having a lot of having kids out of wedlock. So you know, you walk into the situation with blended families, and I was just saying that the relationship between a man and a woman is already complicated on on its own. Yeah. Stand still. If you add an outside party in the form of an ex, whether it be the man's ex or the woman's ex, it makes things a lot more. It's a it's a a, a random equation into y'all's mix. Yeah. And we've accepted it as normal, but it's really not a normal state to be in. It's 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 uh we have ex we have accepted um I mean, you know, promiscuity. Yeah. You know, as as a whole. Mm-hmm. And it's a normal uh, it's, it's actually kind of Go ahead. It's actually kind of sort of veering towards being the norm in a sense, depending. It on is. Who it is. If you're not promiscuous, then that's seen as not normal. Um, and I, I think that that it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to explain that, man. It's because it feeds into a pathology that um, it's kind of a double-edged sword to be promiscuous and not to be. Mm-hmm. You did yeah. because to not be promiscuous is to be held down by uh, old rules and you know doctrine. I guess mm-hmm. that people who even made the doctrine didn't even really understand. Right. Um. So the the whole generation now is really about information and logic and what they can see. And by logic, they see um, promiscuity as a, a mode of freedom rather than um, being tied down. Mm-hmm. And not even, you know, not the the ramifications that come with being married are more restrictive than, you know, it's not they don't see it as 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 freeing. Mm-hmm. They don't see that they'll be able to live their full lives and be exactly who they are, who they want to be, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so you end up being promiscuous, but you don't give when when you are like that sexually. You don't give. You give. In a very intimate part of yourself, mm-hmm. but you can't be intimate. Right. You understand you what know, I'm saying? You know the crazy thing about it? 
that happens to both men and women, but men don't talk about it. It does. It does. But see, men, 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 we're, we're taught, we're taught that it's, we can't be soft. So we work Mm -hmm. ourselves into a rage Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So we have a lot of angry men. Even the suicide Mm -hmm. rates among men are, are, if I'm not mistaken, I forgot. I did an interview with Dr. Bruce A. Copeland. I interviewed him and Mm -hmm. talking about just mental health and, um, um, the rate of men. Uh, it's, it's terrible. I think it's, uh, six million men every year are, are, di- or have depression, but are undiagnosed. I can believe it. And, and I, to be honest with you, I do think it has a lot to do with man and woman relation. Yeah. Because we, we don't, we don't know how to even tap into the softer side of us because, you know, women are strong now. I know you hear this a lot in the group about, you know how black women are, are, are hard on men and all that kind of stuff. So women are stronger now. Mm-hmm. Women are stronger now, mm-hmm. and we are we broken. We're a little bit more broken. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? They've had to work their way up through a lot of different stuff in our society without men. So they have become uh, well versed at doing this. Mm-hmm. And us as black men, you know, we coming off crack epidemics. You know, mass incarcerations. Things like that that hurt the black community, us being separated in the house, you know what I'm saying, drug addiction and everything else. So we're just getting to a generation, we're getting back to a generation where a lot of men are starting to be in the home because of the last generation. Because the last generation was missing, we want to be present, mm-hmm. but we don't know how to be present. And we're trying to be strong, upstanding men, mm-hmm. but they don't want us to be toxic barbaric men mm-hmm. but we can't be too soft mm-hmm. and they don't know how to they don't know how to operate in that in that middle space right. so what i'm trying to do as a person who's had to sometimes be home be the home parent and her work because i couldn't get a job you know or having to do the other side mm-hmm. you know i've had to actually be in both be both the nurturer and provider mm-hmm. so i do understand both aspects and I'm just trying to bring that you know bring that to them mm-hmm. in a way as a grown man because I still ain't soft right you did and you know the thing about that I have a slight disagree, slight disagreement with you on some of the okay. points on I think just one of the points that you made I think one of the problems that we've had is that we have let because there hasn't been a black male in the household the the image of what it means to be a black man has been fluid and what we've done as black men, unfortunately, is that we've allowed women to dictate what a man is. Now, I had my dad in my house, so I emulated what he did and how he handled the home and how he navigated my mom. And sometimes I notice that when I've had women say, well, a real man would do this X and O, whatever it may be. It's almost in contradiction to what I saw from my father. My father was a really good guy. Because you can be an upstanding person, you can be gentle, kind, and sweet, and all these things. But a part that a lot of women leave out of the equation is you have to have authority of your home. Without that part, without that respect foundation, all that other stuff is for naught. And a lot of men, and this is where that anger comes from, they try doing some of the things that women taught them about running a household with a woman, and they fail because a lot of women. They and this is going to be controversial hot take. They say they want the equality part and they want the equality part as a not meaning like 
they don't want to be poorly treated. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, a woman does want a man that is running the household. She does not want to be side by side with him. She wants to be behind him. And I can say this. That's just how it is. Women will tell you something different, but they don't want a man that's looking for to them for direction. So that's where I was. So this is I I understand your standpoint. I understand your standpoint. And this is I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily even agree disagree with you. Yeah. But you said one pivotal thing. What's that, man? Which is where you have to understand where a lot of the black men are coming from. Mm hmm. You said you you had a father in your home and you were able to emulate what he was able to do. Yes, sir. That is very, very pivotal. Yeah. Because a lot of men don't have a role model to to show them mm -hmm. what it is like to be a man. They only have mentors to tell them. And then they have to pick up everything else from everywhere else. So it's, it's like a chicken. It's like a chicken and egg story with this thing yeah. as far as how black men got here, uh, because it's not necessarily it's not necessarily our fault that they beat us in front of them right. and that a lot of the things that happened targeted us. Mm -hmm. But it is our responsibility to get back to where we are, yeah. so to where we're supposed to be. So I do understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But where we may lose some people mm -hmm. is in the interpretation that, um, you know, men are doing it wrong. Yes, they are doing it wrong, but mm -hmm. we have to come from a, a standpoint of understanding yeah, why. Yeah. Because because um because this is the thing when it comes to when it the reason why a lot of men are so aggressive when it comes like uh, uh like that is because like you said they're trying to th take authority, mm -hmm. but the women nowadays are so strong minded mm -hmm. that taking that authority in that extra masculine way, it actually mm -hmm. looks weak. Mm -hmm. They're trying to do what you're telling, what you're saying. But like I said, they ain't, they ain't have a mentor or not even, they didn't have a role model to show them how to pull that off. So they've been pulling from different people trying to find out what works and they lost. You dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's the reason why that it, it happens like that. It ain't even necessarily they fault. So we can't, we can't blame them because we can we can place responsibility on them to get it better now mm -hmm. once they know that it's there. And that's my my standpoint is, OK, now that we've complained, mm -hmm. now that we've bitched about how the world has done us and all of that, mm -hmm. are we going to be men and start taking responsibility for our future mm -hmm. now? Now, we can't blame you for what happened in the past and we can only show you a better way mm -hmm. you dig what i'm saying mm -hmm. so we do have to be kind of cognizant of how we uh how we approach them because yeah. what i've been noticing just having interaction with a lot of people is mm -hmm. that if i address them in a certain way it turns a lot of the men who need it off oh yeah you know oh yeah you dig what i'm saying oh absolutely absolutely um and i won't say it's a sorry i just had to mute this a little bit i won't say it's a generational game. i don't even know what the the causes, but there, and I notice this in the forum sometimes, um, that just some mm -hmm. people, when you make a comment that is in disagreement with what they say, they come at you, they come back at you in a very feminine, passive aggressive way. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, whoa, bro, where'd you get this energy from? And see, I attack, if you ever notice, I attack that passive aggressive shit. You got to. You know, I like, I, I don't, I, if, if, I don't. It pisses you off. Like, is that what you about to say? 
it, yeah, it, 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 <laughs> that, that makes me it makes me mad, but I understand who it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And as the leader of the group, I do have to have grace for the people who don't, um, who kind of trying to find out how to how to be, you know, how to be a, a man. So yeah, to address a man in that passive aggressive kind of way, mm-hmm. I have to find a way to kind of correct it, but still be like, all right, now, you know, yeah. You know, it's it's because I don't like it. I don't like it. I I, I know you see it. Oh yeah, I see absolutely, it too. man, all the time. Now, do you notice it from a younger or older group, or it just seems like it just it doesn't matter transcends age? It's uh a lot of the older dudes mm-hmm. who are actually a lot of the older dudes are actually level headed. I think mm-hmm. it's um. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would say it's 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 different energy. Age group. It's different energy. It, like I know it's it's, it's almost like it's yeah. almost like a social demographic. Yeah. Rather than age. Yeah. You know. Um, well, see, but what I noticed, bro, what I noticed is that huh. you get the same passive aggressive response, but depending on the age. It's a different type of response. Like if you get an older, yeah, yeah, you get yeah, older okay, guy, yeah. he comes off if he's like that, real simpy, like real like, oh, it doesn't matter what a woman does, you just accept her back no matter what. Yeah, and younger guys, their that energy is, is more a toxic concept. But uh, but the old, like, the younger guys, they have this. It's an acceptance of I mean, anything. Like it doesn't. If woman could say she wants to stick something in your butt. You're insecure if you don't like it. That's the energy the younger guys give off when they come with that passive aggressiveness. It's just too different. It's about like having, I hate to say it, but like having no standards for yourself and just accepting whatever's presented. In or self-respect. Yeah. What was you about to say? Real lack of self-respect. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the, maybe that's the word, maybe that's the word self-respect, but you mm-hmm. know. You know, who respects anything that they don't, they don't, they don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? If they don't know they self, they know these things. They know mm-hmm. that they don't respect they self. So this yeah. is why they trying different things that may be outside of what they want. You know, you don't have any boundaries sometimes mm-hmm. when you respect yourself. Yeah. You don't respect yourself. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it is self-respect, but it's more of, it's more of a, uh, it's that's more of an illness. Yeah, it is. Than it is, than it is a a, a choice for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all. It's out of trauma mm-hmm. of of feeling like you have nothing to respect about yourself that mm-hmm. makes you have more self respect. And you so know. you really you gotta dig into them people and see why you feel this way. You know, you we did. talked about this on the last show. And it, it, I brought up this uh, African quote, and it said, I don't know if it's the sheep or the chicken, but when the sheep cries for help, when the sheep cries, the fox hears, but it doesn't come to help. And like what you're saying about not feeling worthy of yourself, people can mm-hmm. sense that. And when you come mm-hmm. across yeah. that way, evil people, just like good people will come to you and make you feel better, evil people yeah. will come to you and decide that's the time to attack and that's both men and women. Because if you ever notice, and I know this has happened to me, when I'm the rottenest and the most down on my luck, 
I'd be getting some of the worst women and I'd be attracting some of the worst friends that are because it's like that. I guess the devil knows I don't have energy to fight back. And God might even send some people my way that could help. But because I'm so down in the dumps, I can't even see it. So I just attract the same people. It's not only that. It's the fact that you don't feel like you deserve the help anyway. So you just kind of sort of push the people away. What are you saying, man? You ever notice that he'll send you people in times like that that validate you on the worst fucking levels? Yes, sir. Yeah, they, you they, know what I mean. They make they, all the worst shit in you shine out. Yeah, and then make people celebrate you about the worst <laughs> shit. Hey, you know what I mean? Yes. See and see, this is that's yeah. a trick of the enemy in itself, brother. Mm-hmm. That's a trick of the enemy in itself. So, and then knowing that, if you know that that's how this is what mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to tell people. What's up? If you know that that's how he's gonna attack, then be prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's already told that this is how he's gonna do it. Right. This is it's known. It's been shown that this is how he operates with people. Mm-hmm. So when did we get so fucking emotional and out of the game? Mm-hmm. And, and I understand but what it's know, like to be out of the game. You know, understand what it's like to be out of the game. I've been yeah. there. I'm gonna tell you what it is. Every morning, I make I dedicate myself to putting my phone down. I just put my shoes on, brush my teeth and go for a walk, maybe about 30 minutes, right? Because what I realize, and this goes into a whole anxiety theory that I have, we never in modern times give our brain truly moments to rest. Every moment you have, you have your phone in front of you, you have music going, something's going on to where you're so distracted, you're not listening to your gut. And you, yeah. you're not listening to that gut intuition, that third eye that, that that's always been there, whether you know the lesson or don't. You just you get blind, man, and you allow people to slip through your defenses and you even look back and you're like, how the fuck did I not know this person was like that when they gave me every sign of their true intention of what they were going to bring me? And see, I guess, you know, I had to thank God for moments of like he kind of it's almost like, to be honest with you, it's almost like he preserved my gifts and talents to even make a group like that in this time. Mm-hmm. Because I've had moments when internet was popping, and that's how you get on. I didn't have a phone or no way to get on the internet right. because I was that broken, isolated from the world. And in those times when I was isolated, it was introspection. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? I had yeah. to introspect a lot. I had to see in those moments what made my kids happy without having money. Mm-hmm. And when I got that stuff, when I was able to actually dive into that, I learned how to be happy with with little to nothing. So everything Man. else, I could put my phone down and it don't mean nothing. But now Man. because of everything with this with what I'm trying to do with the group and even going forward, I don't. But you know, I I sit there without the shit. You know Man. what I mean? I, it doesn't. And I'm trying to I'm trying to get people to really just get back into their lives, man. Like yeah. you know. Yeah, trying you know, to do it through this group, trying to do it yeah. through the group in some kind of crazy ass way. But see, you know, it's cool that you say that, man, because that's literally what this podcast is. Because the way that it started is I was doing a journal, but my thoughts were coming out faster than I can write. So I decided mm-hmm. to shoot this up. Like me, and the thing about it is when I get on here, if you ever go back and listen to some of my old stuff, I reveal a lot about my inner trauma when it comes to past dating experiences, just 
not horrible things that happen, but just emotionally traumatizing things to me. Because it gives people the ability to know that you're not alone in this thing. Like, that we all have this shared emotion and all these things yeah. that happen to us. And we feel so lonely and shamed in those things. We never want to come forth, even though you get enough people together and y'all can honestly talk like, hey, that happened to me too. It takes that stigma away. You can walk with your head a little bit taller, knowing that you might have an answer to get out of your puzzle. Yeah, I try to find something common in something in everybody I meet Mm -hmm. that's just interesting about them. And when I first meet a person, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's mainly all about them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just just dive into whatever they're interested in because people don't have that a lot, man. People don't have a genuine interest in in them a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows Facebook and all that kind of stuff ain't real, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They they know it ain't real. And they know that the likes don't the likes don't really feel <laughs> the likes don't feel like people like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it don't they don't feel the love from that. So um, you know, just trying to just have conversations with people like this, man. Like, just have conversations with people. Nobody is getting to know anybody. No, we're getting we're having so many artificial um friendships that we don't have any real friendships. I don't know how many people I know on Facebook, but I only talk to like five people on a day to day regular, like in my phone on rotation. Like I do not talk to eight hundred people a day. Yeah, real I'm, I'm at I'm at two thousand something, and I, aside from the only, you know, I I I'm, I'm I've I've narrowed it down to one group that I uh, administrate for. Uh, outside of that, I don't think I. I mean, aside from uh, Donnie, I don't talk to anybody really. Mm. That, uh, that's not family. I don't. Uh, um. I think I might talk to a couple of people that I that I hang out with from time to time, but mm-hmm. you know, I, Facebook um, transformed from a way to keep in contact with your friends into um, it's it's corporate now. It's very impersonal. Um, we've gone from Facebook friends to Facebook accounts to Facebook accounts slash contact content creators slash uh, anything that's within that. And now the content creators and the, the accounts and the content creators have eclipsed the actual concept of Facebook friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the people that are on Facebook aren't even on there to keep in contact with the friends anymore. Matter of fact, a lot of the people that are on there to stay, keep in contact with the friends, they're starting to leave because I mean, you, you check out your feed. Most, of, I mean, of course, you're gonna catch, you're gonna catch maybe some things from your family, like that person got married or whatever that, or whatever. But around it's gonna be an advertisement. Another, the one's gonna be about some think piece, depending on what narrative's going on at the time. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: um, for Black in the group, what uh, is this actually open for anybody? What do you think is the biggest trauma that black men hide from one each other, from one another that we never bring up in the context oh, of relationships? In the context of relationships? Yeah. Um, 
the, that black man hide from each other. Yeah, that I think that it happens more often than we know. But a lot of guys uh, don't talk about it. She uh I, she I would she say hurt my feelings. There you go. What's that? She hurt my feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually actually saying that in those terms matters. Because when they, <laughs> they be saying that you say it in so many different ways by just saying you know, she may, you know, you going off on her, but we can tell she hurt your feelings, but nobody ever says to the, and, and by, by not saying it, mm-hmm. you're not saying it to yourself. Yeah. It's like you're trying not to admit it to yourself. So you, that's what I mean by you work yourself up into mm-hmm. a rage because simply because you're not dealing with mm-hmm. the real emotion of it yeah. and the emotion of it, yeah. she hurt your feelings. And what are you going to do about it? A lot of men want to take her back. But you feel like you can't do it because it, so, so the reason, only reason you won't take, you won't take them back. This is, this is, this is what's crazy to me. And what I had to learn as well. One reason you won't take her back is because it will look bad. Yeah. You did. Yeah. But then you will look bad to yourself losing something and you did what I'm saying. Like you would, you would, you would kill what you think about yourself for what others think Mm -hmm. of you. Right. Yeah. You would do because at the end of the day, a lot of men who feel this way have done the same thing to them. Mm-hmm. And then they would talk trash like they do with Cardi B, like, "Oh, she can't leave you now." Because they would find any reason to say that she's the culprit. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Simply because mm-hmm. you can't deal with the fact that she hurt your feelings and you still want to stay with her, but it'll look bad. Right. You lose everything you got over that. And then sometimes you need to realize that with people, people change and you do too. So yeah, you gotta you gotta have a relationship that, that, that can withstand change. Yeah. And you know, as far as change goes, I had this theory yesterday that I was thinking about and I realized that people don't necessarily change, but they can grow. Like a pot of coffee doesn't turn into a pot of tea. But the way that people work is they can be like trees. You know what I'm saying? Who you are at your root, that's just who you are, however you came out. But as you go up and branch out, you get to dictate how that tree looks and which way the branches go. That part you have control over. So you can always grow from any situation that you're at. And what I really noticed and what's really helped me a lot is realizing that there's no losses and that any decision that I make, even if it's wrong, it's just giving me the ability to grow and learn, okay, well, that doesn't work. Once you get that out of your head that you're making a quote-unquote mistake, you get you learn to be much freer with your decisions, and that helps yeah. with that gut instinct to just act and just go because you start hey, to trust me, yourself. Let me ask you this. So since oh, you so say you, know, you don't think really people change, mm-hmm. um, but they grow, so do you yes. think that changing their mind is what allows them to grow because I'm a big I'm a big I have this saying that say you know the greatest gift that the creator ever gave you was the power to change your mind and I mean I mean that in terms of you you can change your life once you change your perspective absolutely that's what I mean by absolutely I think that the mind is the originator of all of all creation that's where it all comes from because two people can say see the same situation and take two different things from it and usually right. what I mean, when people think change, people think that the person is going to be exposed to that stimuli 
and think completely different. Where change okay. comes in is they get exposed to the stimuli. They might have their normal instantaneous reaction, but because of what they learn, they change course. They grow and they just decide that that synapsis has grown into a different pathway. And now they take that path. But fundamentally, it's still the same person. Like a like a somebody that has anger management issues. That split second, Mike Tyson didn't just lose that shit, but he knows how to do something different with it now. He doesn't have to snap on somebody. But you've seen him training for Roy Jones. That animal is still yeah. inside that dude. Yeah. He did not go away. Yeah. He's wanting to hurt somebody bad. Yeah. I, I actually, bro, like speaking of that, I have uh like my brother is that way. My brother, uh, he's a military man, like he's yeah. crazy like that. So, you know, he, he go on these rampages where he's kinda murk people or whatever. Yeah. But you know, I try to uh I'm trying to give him um a space now where he's able to actually teach people, mm. you know active shooter stuff like that and i got another dude up in south carolina i'm working with on that too mm -hmm. i'm trying to get with my brother to um because i think that the people your ta your instincts in those things that you like to do mm -hmm. like they can be turned into a craft yeah and once you value that craft so much and that purpose behind the craft so much your intentions and what you do with those natural instincts change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you get to tap into them greater because they're your natural Right. Right. So you don't you mind don't, you don't, in those hours. Right. And you 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 pick what you what you will and you won't do with it. Your 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 gift becomes and your instincts become too valuable to to spend them anywhere. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You did like what I'm right saying now, it's like man. if women if women knew the value of their bodies that it just it would be too valuable for you to spend everywhere. Man, too. Dude, let me tell you something. This is the third or fourth podcast that I've ever done. So a lot of people, they get on here and they're like, man, you're so good at this. Yeah, I like to talk, but I didn't just get good at it. I just enjoy doing it so much that the hours right. are now starting to mount up to where I. Right. My gut's telling me because like, like right now, the, the common feedback that I get about my podcast is that I don't stay on topic and I jump around. Well, guess what? That's what I'm doing, bitches. Because that's what I like to do. And that's how I naturally talk. And the thing about it is what people want to do is rob you of your uniqueness. I'm going to be me. I'm going to do what I want to do. And it's going to come forward and people are going to gravitate towards that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't changing Even with the marriage thing, even with the marriage thing, the hours piled up, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. the reason why I'm well versed at being able to talk about this stuff is because this is a lot of hours put in, dude. Like, yeah, exactly. And I was here consistently trying to make it better. Exactly. And when I wasn't trying to make it better, I was fucking up so much that I was learning from it. Huh. You and know what talking I mean? To so. You yeah, talking to, and, and you know what I mean because it interests. Yeah, and that's so something that you like. To yeah, talk because about. it and that's what that's what that's that was what I was passionate about. I was passionate about being a husband and a father. I did. You know that. what I mean? I was passionate about that. Like yeah. that's the one thing in my life that I felt like I was I stuck to and I wanted to do. You know what I mean? And mm. it was a forever thing, and I committed myself to it. So it. Um, now everything, all of that stuff, just seems like. I, like it seems like all lessons learned. Mm -hmm. 
And I feel like if I can get people to go into it that way, knowing that this is how you operate with anything in life, even mm-hmm. with school and everything else, you're going to have these challenges that test your knowledge on the subject matter mm-hmm. that you're that you mastering. You yeah. understand? If they understand that, well, they wouldn't be so willing to quit every fucking thing and want Man, instant really. gratification from everything. They yeah. want instant. It's shit takes time and process, man. Yeah. But people don't want that right now, man. They want that. Uh, everything's given to you so microwave. And I think another big thing. This is all topic on topic. Social media has fucked up a lot of stuff. It gives you too much access yeah. to people to cheat and shit. Yeah. Like, for exes to creep up out of nowhere. Like, if you think about some of the things that you would have to do to stay in contact with these people 20 years ago, you'd yeah. have to go through great lengths. You'd have to drive to a fucking payphone and pretend why you're going for hours at all times of the night. Well, now, you can just, just send a message to somebody that you see, and it's just... It makes it easy to detach from reality. Bro. Yeah, it makes it's it easy. You just think you reality. have this endless amount, endless amount of options, not realizing that merry-go-round starts to dry up for a lot of people. You're yeah, 40 years old, you're out here looking crazy. Can't yeah. figure out what is nobody normal left. It also creates a false sense of closeness. What's that, man? No, I'm saying that kind of creates a false sense of closeness. What's that? Yeah. I mean, social media. Oh, oh yeah. Like, oh, sense of oh, closeness. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. Because it's like, it's not exactly mm-hmm. like calling the person and having that one to one conversation. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I am to him like two days ago. It's not like, but then, I mean, do, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I don't know. Nah, really on social media the same way it's, that it's I do real. in person. It's real, bro. Like, it's real. The thing is, <laughs> Uh, like even with the beef, so so just say like you know when people are talking to each other and beefing online because you don't think nothing gonna happen in real life. Like most you know most people ain't that fucking brave to say all of this stuff that they say online. Man, for real, yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? Because they <laughs> keyboard warriors. No consequence. There's no yep. real consequence. Well, keyboard so warriors. And, and if there's no real consequence, then there's no real emotion. Hold on for one second. You gotta think. Like the reason why going. Go ahead. The reason why we do a lot of stuff is based on the consequences that we've incurred or that that we feel like we may come you know come across. We tell we tell her what we do around you know consequences. (laughs) Right. Because if you know you're gonna get smacked in the jaw, you're not gonna say. Right. At least you're going to be prepared to be smacked in the jaw, you know. Mm-hmm. At least you know what's coming, you know. But it's throwing them off because it's throwing them off because they don't even know what's coming. They've lived, we've lived in, I guess, I lived in, I lived, uh, I was born in the 80s, in mid 80s. So I grew up in the 90s, 2000s, where um, we didn't have technology like that. And then we went up into technology. So we've had the best account of both worlds, but you couldn't talk shit to nobody without a, without, you know, it being addressed in your face. You couldn't go talk to a girl without her seeing your facial expressions and you actually having to approach with some real kind of confidence. They, they're missing that when it comes to women. They missing, um, how to, how to address issues, even playground. 
little fights and stuff like that that used to happen on the playground, but that dude might become your best friend. Conflict, conflict resolution skills. Right. Um, they don't have them. They don't have them. Social, basic fucking social skills, bro. Yeah. I agree with all that. I agree with all of that. Not even, certain people, sometimes you have to talk to make a point, but now it's just like, ooh, you got owned in the comments. I mean, basically, everybody wants to get the upper hand. It's always about the upper hand instead of actual legitimate discourse. Like, right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Hey, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, my bad. My bad. I don't mean to jump in here like this. I just want to, um, because uh, for once, hello everybody. Good evening for letting me jump into your conversation here. Uh, I love Donaldson's podcast because it seems like he listens to my life as a fly on the wall and talks about subjects that are relevant to my day almost every time he does this. So I, I, I love it. You know what I mean? And it's like I tune in. And I'm going to tell you right now, my emotional batteries today are very, very drained because of something that happened to me today. And, like, the subject that you were on is legitimately the reason for the drain. You know what I mean? I so it's like, uh, I, you, you guys, you guys, you know, you guys are waxing philosophical on this. You know what I mean? And it's like, uh, it's like you're saying everything I, I feel. So I love that, you know. But uh, please allow me to build on a little bit with my day. And then I'm going to hand it back over because I'm exhausted, so I can't do a lot of talking today. What are you talking about But, like, right listen. Okay, okay, so they're talking about, um, <clears throat> like, how the Internet and Internet society has basically crippled the American or the, the global, like, social interactive system that used to exist. Like, people can do things now in anonymity, oh, yeah. consequence-free. And because of that, you have this generation of people that feel like they can say, act, and do whatever. Right. You know, because they don't feel like there's every, any comeuppance. But the, I want to add one thing to that before I, I, I do my thing. It, while it seems that way, let me tell you something. The concept of doxing in Twitter makes that very not true. You know what I mean? So you got this thing now that, well, yes, you might not get your teeth smacked out for smiling out to the wrong person. Now everything you do, while it is anonymous, is also permanent. All right? So five, ten years from now, you may be say, thought you said something slick to somebody. Now you're fired because you said the wrong thing and somebody saw it, you know, and that happens. Yeah, and I think that, like, kind of well, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, uh, while there isn't a lot of consequence, I will say that's only because people haven't learned how to delve the consequences out yet. We're still learning the new transitions since society is changing from what, what it was to what this it is. is. Thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, you're good. No, but I, but I hear what you're saying. Once upon a time. You cannot walk up to somebody who could clearly kick the shit out of you and just mouth off. You would have to think about what you were going to say. And sometimes, because of that, people learn to approach the situation more constructively. Instead of just mouthing off to a guy like, look, this dude's going to kick my ass. I am angry with him, and I'm not going to let him make me a pussy. But at the same time, I'm not just going to run into this fight. I'm going to think about it a little bit. And in doing that, sometimes a situation will be disarmed. Because you found a better way than fighting. And honestly, if you got to run into a situation like Wolverine and just fucking, you know, fight immediately, that's probably a bad situation to be in, you know? And it's like, uh, you right. know, it's, yeah, like, if people don't do that, they don't approach things that way. I mean, they feel they like they can they just jump. 
What are you saying? Yeah, and think about what I said when it comes to marriage and everything else. They don't approach none of it like that. Mm-hmm. None they of it. Approach con- they don't approach nothing with consequence, with thinking about the consequences beforehand. Right. Because they ain't used to no kind of consequence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you raise a generation not used to consequence, you raise lawlessness like that. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. Now, may I offer a counterpoint? What's up? Yeah, this, okay, so listen to this. All right. So... Uh, and this has been involves a person that me and Donaldson know very well. I'm not going to say his name. Donaldson probably knows immediately who I'm talking about. I'm not going to bring him up because I'm not going to embarrass him, okay? But uh, I had an interaction with somebody today, my age, somebody I'm very affectionate towards, right? But the thing is, because of the consequences of the Internet, my interactions with this person today were so taxing and so unbearable that, like, I had to come home and meditate just to refocus myself. And the thing is, is that with this person, it wasn't like we were hanging out. He came to help me. You know what I mean? This was a person that I asked to be in my vicinity, you know? And he came through to help me. And he did do that, you know? But then being around him for so this time, and just the conversation and the energy and things like that, by the time we parted ways for the day, I was ready to, like, put my head through a window. You know what I mean? And as a person in my situation that you're, you're so busy, being that stressed out over a six-hour conversation is, like, unhealthy. You know what I mean? And I'm learning that what's happening now is that people have lost the diplomatic art. No longer can people approach a conversation and say, you know what, let me talk to you about this. Let me, let me see what you have to say. Maybe you can augment my perspective and my thinking with your information. And if I don't agree with you, that's okay, too. Now, there's some things print on, from, uh, from a matter of principle that maybe you, if somebody doesn't, if you don't vibe, you can't vibe with them, and that's cool, too. You know what I mean? But the, 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 the truth of the matter is at one point in time, people were able to sit down, say, I feel this, I feel that, I feel whatever, you know? And may, maybe it's just me, but it seems like that's really the thing that people have lost the ability to do. Nobody wants to hear anybody else's opinion. Nobody wants to know... You know, why this is right or why that's wrong or why I feel the way. Like, okay, you disagree with me. Why do you disagree with me? Why do you feel the way you feel? Maybe I'm wrong. I think the reason why a lot of people don't voice their opinion is because we made it not popular to do so. You've created places where you can put your thought out there and you're the creator of this thought, you know, online or whatever. Now, mind you, you don't have too much say about it once it gets out but you do get to control that thought so if people comment in your section of your thought that you don't like you can block them from that thought you can't do that in any other realm of the world you can't go down the street yelling a sign you know with a sign up with your thought and just turn around when people give you an opinion that you don't like but on the internet you can do that and not only can you do that you can rapidly find place where everybody agrees with you and create this whole echo chamber. You know how hard it would be to find um, a group of people that think exactly like you in your hometown without any type of internet? You'd have to go to the darkest corners of like, I don't even know where you would start to find secret groups of people who think just like you. You would, Well, you would have to first figure out what your fundamental, like what the fundamental pillar of your thought process is and then start from there, but that's just it. Most people don't even know what that is about themselves because they're too busy regurgitating shit that they read somewhere else. Nobody has an opinion of their own. And they're not interested in formulating one because it's too hard, you know? 
Yeah. And it's like, that's just it. If you, if I disagree with you on a fundamental level, mm-hmm. tell me why you feel the way you feel so that maybe I'm, you know, or maybe, you know what, maybe you're just a fucking idiot and maybe you need a couple more pieces of information. I don't know. You know what I mean? The yeah. thing is, is that I've given up on trying to re-educate people. And like, as of today, yeah, yeah, well, you know, you know, but as of today, yeah. I'm not, I'm like, I'm changing my entire strategy towards people, bro. Like today was an eye opening. Well, yeah, no, I, I'm my, like, like, Hold on, hold on. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I had to, um, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And, um, see, in that aspect, I had to, uh, calm down. Yeah. Because, uh, like my wife used to tell me, I used to come off aggressive at people who used to just make no fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, even when they make no sense, how you saying is, is you had to get, you got to get them to a fundamental level. To where you disagree, and then you have to, because I, when you, I, I think like, I don't know, it's kind of, it's, it's hard to explain because I, I dig exactly what you're saying, bro. I promise you, I dig exactly what you're saying. It's just, I think you, you stressing yourself out because you wanna, you wanna prove these people that they wrong. Yeah. And if they disagree with you on a fundamental level and you know that they're not going to get down to the bottom of that level, then you should take pride in the fact that they're avoiding your question. Mm-hmm. And yes. I had to learn. I had to learn how to, to, to do that to make myself feel more sane. It's like that thing where you say when you arguing with fools, both you can't tell them apart. Mm. So you, you, you know, you making yourself, you making yourself upset because you arguing with somebody else and it's like, God damn it, you, you, you making me, I understand that. The way you calm yourself down in that is like, you know, if you know the questions that you asking them that they ain't able to answer logically, you kind of throw their answers up in their face, you know? So what, so what you're saying is this. Mm-hmm. You understand that type mm-hmm. of thing, and then when they don't dis- when they don't agree with you on that level, mm-hmm. I I got I still got to learn how to walk away, dude. So I'm telling you no. some shit that I'm, no. <laughs> I'm no no I, I still got to learn how to walk away sometimes. With the wisest course of action, it's really about energy conservation, and, right? And a lot of that also yeah. is letting yes. go of your yes. ego. So when you let mm-hmm. go of yes. your ego and you encounter somebody who has an opinion that's opposing to yours. Well, mm-hmm. take you have to the ego, the you have to, yourself, buddy. Well, you have to wonder, well, why am I trying to prove this person right? I know the information, so the person can come to you oppositional. You tell them the information that you know, and they come with you with something stupid. Well, at that point, yeah. well, hold on. At that point, you've hit a cross on the roads. You have two options. Either you can change your response, or you can continue right. to try to change their response. And I'll tell everybody listening that the chance that you're going to change somebody else's response is a lot difficult, has a lower chance of success than if you change how you perceive. What I generally do is I give you the information. If you rebuke it and refute it consistently, even though it's the truth, I stop talking. I know the information. You're looking for it. So if you think that you know better than me, I will continue to let you simply Go down the path that you've chosen. I only give yep. energy and the information to the people that are asking of it. Because when you give advice that's um, unwarranted, it creates resentment in people. They don't like mm-hmm. that, that you're intruding. You're intruding into their thought process if they didn't ask you for that. And that's where you right. find yourself bumping heads also. 
Well, well let me say I this though. To do this. No. What's that, Black? Well, all right. well no, I'm gonna. Hold on. Okay, okay, go ahead, Black. Go ahead, Black. Go ahead, Black. I, I was trying. I, I do this thing sometimes where it's like, uh, if you agree with what I said on this, how can you disagree on this? Mm-hmm. You have to kind of mm-hmm. prevent those kind of present. Those. And, and what you also have to do is like he was saying, you know, uh, you know, certain people ain't at a certain at a certain level of knowledge, and mm-hmm. you know where you are and a lot of people are defensive yeah. about their points of views. Mm-hmm. So um I found out that being a lot more gracious with the way mm-hmm. that you try to and try to find out the reason why they think this way rather than the fact that they think this way mm-hmm. negates them from being having a conversation with you. So I've really been trying to humble my shit down and be like okay and, and even when they present me with shit that don't make sense like really try to find out what is your thoughts thought process behind it now try when it gets to, to a level where it right right mm-hmm. and when it gets to the root of that and the root of what you're saying mm-hmm. is counter to what i said and i usually try to approach them with some shit at first that you agree with this point right okay right. so then we that's that my start at the root okay and let mm-hmm. them get all of their leaves out the way and then we'll mm-hmm. trim down the branches. Say we'll get please, down to the trunk. You as a friend on Facebook. Who me? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. I'd like to ask. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this out there, uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let this go because you guys are, uh, um, you know, I know you guys are deep, and I'm, I'm like, I'm getting my wife is staring at me. Uh, so check this out. Um, I agree with everything you guys are saying, and to be completely honest with you, I appreciate the counsel, and I'm gonna tell you why. All right. I, I love you brothers for this because I needed to know that I'm not crazy, okay? I think as you do, and I even use like the same strategy he's using. That is how I deal with people on a business level. When I'm having a discussion mm-hmm. and, uh, and like, uh, and we're having a negotiation about something yeah. and it's not going my way, that is the exact tactic that I use. So I use it in my personal life. The person that I'm talking about today that was my drain, alright, is a person that I have been mentally sparring with probably all of my life, alright? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that at one point in time, I thought a certain way. And then I evolved and I evolved and I evolved. And the thing is, is that me and this person have kind of evolved in different directions. Uh But today was the first time I got a real good look at a couple of things that I hadn't. And it's like it's the people that are closest to you. And that is the biggest problem that I'm having right now. And it's like uh, uh, I have a business that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. And I have people that I have been working with for years yeah. Been putting my energy into for years, promoting their shit, hashtagging their shit, putting it out. And now that I'm fucking on fire and I got my stuff going on, crickets, literal crickets from people that I have been putting life, energy, money, resources, anything for years. And then have, I mean, all the closest people to me, bro, have been spitting in my face lately. And it's like, I, I'm realizing that that's not a mistake, you know? Sometimes you gotta realize that, like, when you change, sometimes people perceive that as an insult, you know? Even if it's a change for you your own to, good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a level yeah. of elevation for you where you can't yeah. take everybody with you, brother, and you just gotta be proud of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you gotta, you, I mean, you, you, certainly. But the thing is, is, this person hurt me because I wanted to. And it's like, and they fought me on it. And it's like, look, you have to, like, but they don't want it. And I'm, and today is, I finally have decided they don't want it. And I need to let them not want it. That's it. Because I mean, that's it, bro. It. And, that's, and, that's, and, that's, and this works yeah. in all types of relationships. I would say roughly as of this year, because it took me a long time to grow into this, 
I'm just accepting people for who they are. They bring me who they are. I no longer impart what I want them to be or the station I think they should be because of where they are in my life. I simply look at their actions, take them as truth, listen to what they're telling me, and my headaches have gone away. Because now I absolutely I operate with the person from a truth based place as opposed to a place of imagination. And that helps a lot. Mm. Or a place for where you want them to be. That's what it's imagination. Right. That's where that's where it's fucking coming from. Your imagination. Yeah. And to make think how foolish it is to have somebody try to live up to some shit in your head that you've never told them. Right. And disappointed. Right. That's stupid. Yeah. Right. (laughs) That's like when you're walking down the street and you're racing people, right? Like relationships don't work, bro. Yeah. Yep. It's imagination, man. That's, it's imagination. Yeah. It's, it's imagination. Have you ever raced somebody, uh, street light to street light in your own head and like in your car and like, ah, I'm gonna beat it. Like, it's just messing around. Like, I right, do it right, all the time right. cause I'm a crazy person. You know what I mean? They have no idea they're racing you. And you get mad when they lose. When you lose. It's like, fuck, they didn't even know yeah. we're racing. They still beat me. Yeah. And it, well, that's, it's kind of the same like principle, you know? And I, I, you know what? Hey, let me tell you something, bros. All right. Thank you for the energy. I fucking needed it, okay? I love you guys even though I don't know much to you. But let me tell you like this. Uh, uh, I'm only getting off because I got to do the family thing. I've been at work all day and I jumped on because I want to say what's up to my boy. But like, uh, listen, look, 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 look. You guys are doing the fucking right thing. You get This message you're putting out, people need to fucking hear it. So, you know, keep doing it. Keep doing it. You know, absolutely. All right, bro. Hey, you guys be good. I'm going to see you later. Oh yeah, no doubt. All right, take care, take care. But um, man, that energy, the energy thing is real, man, and the accepting people for who they are, because in a way, you have to learn how to accept yourself, man. And like a big thing that I've been learning how to do, thinking about some of my past stuff, is actually apologizing to myself. You know what I'm saying? And letting go Mm -hmm. of some of those things, like literally looking in the mirror and say, "Hey, man, I'm sorry that I let somebody treat you in that fashion." You didn't deserve that. And giving myself those words of affirmation back in empowerment, because a lot of times what we happen to do and what we don't even realize we're doing is that we fill our head up with a lot of negative self-talk. And we spend a lot of time thinking about our our previous failures and letting those like dictate us. And, you know, because like I I don't know if y'all have ever done it, but I've done it to where I start making motion and start going in a really good direction. And I mentally start almost self-sabotaging myself because I'm like, nah, man, you a lame. You don't deserve. And it, it'll be a tiny voice. It'll be a tiny voice. And it'll just kind of stick in the back. And it'll make me do things uh, unconsciously that I don't realize that I'm doing because I don't think I, I deserve to be at a certain level. People do it in relationships all the time. When they finally get somebody that treats them right, they've been in toxic relationships so long, they don't know how to operate. In the confines of a regular relationship, so they'll bring chaos with them. You know what I'm saying? You can generally tell these people because something's always wrong in their life. Something's always going on. But what they don't tell you is a lot of those storms are self-created. I talk about this a lot because it's just it's the truth. I've brought storms to people before. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I um. Yeah. Up, I wanna uh, go ahead. My, one of my main things with dudes in in the group is yeah. is trying to let them know that you know you gotta appreciate yourself yeah. for where you are because a lot of mm-hmm. us didn't have an example 
of how to be where we want to be. So, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, the fact that you made it where you are without no, uh, blueprint mm -hmm. is already a testament to your, uh, to your resilience. You know what I mean? And if we can get that in their minds that they, that they not behind, you're not mm -hmm. behind. A lot of men feel like they behind. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're not behind if you take all of the lessons that you learned along the way mm -hmm. and say, why did I learn this? You know, why, why mm -hmm. was, why has this turned? What is this? How is this a skill of mine now? You right. know, what can I, what can I take to make this develop me and help somebody else avoid the situations that I'm in, you know, that I'm in? So I feel like if we take that route and we validate them by letting them know that, bro, all of your mm -hmm. mistakes, was so you can so you can grow and right. teach somebody else um you know what i mean if yeah, they realize right. that they'll be that will be good what were you about to say Tyler? no i was gonna say um um i kind of sort of had uh, i guess you can call it a, a mini epiphany of sorts right. that's how um it's it's really funny how when you know come when we're coming up in the game that um, we're taught to accept others for who they are, mm -hmm. but we're never taught to accept ourselves for who no. we are. You no, know what right. I mean? Mm -hmm. We it's always about some. It's not even just it's it's not even just about um, other people. It's other other stimuli, you know, other things or objects other than yourself. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So a lot of people tend to do to shape who they are and what they are and everything, everything underneath that to other people, other jobs, other uh, Facebook groups, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they, they don't realize that they're doing all of this. I mean, every time they do this, they're, you know, they're, Tearing that they're they're basically they're 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 going further from them they're 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 veering from their own selves mm -hmm. and they don't I mean they don't realize they don't realize that they have to get, come back and look at look come back and look at themselves and say wait a second you know what I mean mm -hmm. and basically what I'm trying to say is is that I think that we should start teaching people to um to believe in themselves before they start trying to believe in others. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think a part of that is getting them in, t in touch with their instincts as a person, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and that's why I said earlier, what I like to really do with people is if I have a friend, I'll go ahead and, and find out what they're passionate about because that's already something that they willing to spend time on. That's yeah. something that they willing to give they all that. Now, if we can perfect right. that, I feel like any passion can be turned into a profit and any passion can be turned into something mm -hmm. that, um, um, like your gifts will make way for you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And your gifts is something that you're passionate about. And if you, if you give a good, give it a good form. Um, kind of blanked out for a second. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly now. What were you saying about gifts? I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay. Yeah. Um. I feel like if we uh, 
if we tap into everybody's purpose as far as, you know, your instincts and what you like to do, mm -hmm. we can find a way to, to, you know, get you some money off of it. And it's like a, it's like a, a arm, leg, leg, arm, head thing to me. We all part of the same body, but we all different extremities that maybe, have different well, gifts then, and roles. Then maybe you can. You help know me. what I mean? Then maybe you can help me because what I've decided. Just tell me what you into. Tell me uh, what you right, like. I'm gonna say this. This is my thing. I realize that I like talking to people. I like listening to them. I've I've told my wife today. I'm like I can see myself really doing this. I just have to find a way to make some income off it. I want to master I mean, it you, first. I mean, th this is a pro this is the process of it. I mean, to be honest with you too, What's to be that? honest with you too, I, you know, I do interviews and stuff, and I've interviewed, yeah. I've interviewed mental health specialists. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, you know, I've mental, I've interviewed mental health specialists in the group. Uh, I just interviewed somebody about voting in the group. I'm just getting into this. Yeah. And, you know, even he been hitting the group with these different videos and doing podcast interviews and stuff like this. Yeah. This is stuff that's new to me. But yeah. discussing stuff like this and being able to talk it's about these principles, yeah. that's natural. Yes, so like this is I'm in the same space as you. It's just yeah. if you keep moving in this space yeah. and you keep putting your hands on it and you're doing it for a purpose and an intention and you're actually planning stuff out since you have this. This is my this is my rule. OK, since you have this platform, mm -hmm. be more intentional about the platform. Mm -hmm. You understand? I know you do like you. You are intentional when you have your, your topics and everything else. Yeah. So. When you publish it and all that kind of stuff, like as long as you keep doing what you're doing and keep putting yeah. your hands on it and being intentional about your, your timing, you know, your subject matter, your purpose. And you keep reaching out to people like me. You know what I mean? You're going to you're going to you're going to it's going it's gonna, it's gonna to take some time to get where you want to be. But you got to be oh, yeah. consistent with it. It's already going to go in numbers tonight. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And it's already starting to. And I just think. The most beautiful thing about everything is attracting like-minded people because if you're yeah. in a space where you don't have people around you that think like you it stunts your growth man you you have a you almost get a complex because for some reason negative people are really loud and intrusive about your thoughts like for some reason yeah they really want to dim your light i don't know if it's a Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a spiritual thing. I don't know if it's a demon. I thing, do. I think it. Thing. I think it is. They attack I it. Man. I think I it is. When you have that, well. when you have that ability to shine, an internal thing, people attack it, man. Like they will go yeah. out of their way to try to dull your light. Like it's happening because it's uncomfortable. Oh, it's yeah. uncomfortable to not be able to be yourself and see other people mm -hmm. thrive in it. Mm. And. And it makes you feel like you've done more wrong than them or you're not worthy of it. And right. for the world to be able to tell you everybody is equal and you feel like you can't get what they have. And that's a, that's an issue. And then you sometimes sometimes we're raised generationally mm -hmm. like that. Our right. parents feel that way. So we feel that way. And then we can't help that. So my whole thing is. If we understand that now, if we understand that that how that's how it works, yeah, then it, then we just fight that mentality at every every angle, mm -hmm. 
at every angle. Be ready to fight. It's not going to be easy. Everybody wants it. And, and the, the, like we said earlier, Facebook has let every, everybody know that you can get liked off of just cooking a pot or, or, or doing something. You know what I mean? Just it, crazy, being yeah. famous for nothing. Get gratification for nothing. Mm-hmm. And then when you get out into this world and it ain't no gratification for you, you feel like the world wrong. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to go through the process of what it takes to be famous for real. Yeah. You don't want to you don't want to do all of this stuff that it really take to get out here and get the people to really love you like that for real. You don't want the process, but you want the promise. You That's a what? problem. And that thing the thing that you say about this, me and T talk about it all the time. I think that's why a lot of new age rappers are whack. Because you know, to get cracking in what city are you from, man? I'm from Jacksonville. You from Jacksonville, I'm from Houston. So the thing about Houston is yeah. if you want to get big, you gotta go and do shows. You gotta put out mixtapes. You back in the day you used to have to grind and get that buzz in your yeah. city and then you get bigger. Well, that made you develop a stage presence. I mean, we, we, that made you we're learn all how from to, the South anyway. So that's that basically you, whatever. That made you. Yeah. You had to learn how to, you know, make good music. Now you can fuck around and make some little whack ass bullshit on YouTube, put it out, and you'll be the hottest thing in your city in a night with none of that groundwork. This is this is the gra- the groundwork has just changed nowadays, and we do have to know how to know how to evolve because it's not. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of people do make it on nowadays. If you notice, a lot of people make it on, but it's the sustainability that's mm-hmm. hard to re- that's really hard to come by. Back Absolutely. in the day, a lot of artists who really dropped and they popped, they had sustainability because you know you had development. Yeah, you know what I mean. You had to go through what it takes to really. Um, direct your career where you wanted to go. Snoop Dogg album, that album was planned, my boy. That thing was, listen, mm-hmm. Doggy Style was planned. So when it first dropped, every song was cohesive. It was, it was like that. So the, the artists who are making it huge, huge now, what I really do have to say, mm-hmm. and I, you know, for the younger artists, um, I, They've learned how to be consistent in their lane. The ones who make consistent hits, they learn how to be consistent in their lane. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's all you can really ask for. You, We can't ask of them what we really want to, you know, and that's kind of hard to deal with, too. I can see that. Well, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? I think I'm starting to run out of steam. I'm running that shit. All right, bro. I'm sorry, bro. If I no, if I took no, too much of y'all no, time, no, 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 man. No, I don't have a time right. limit. It's just me talking. If y'all feel like talking, keep no, going. I say I can't think of no other shit to say. Yeah, I'm good, dog. <laughs> but no, good, hey, bro. Man. But I will say this, man. Thank you for coming on the show. I'll send you the no problem, uh, man. I'll send you the episode. You can take a listen to it if you want to post it on the group. That's cool. Yeah. But I really would like to work in conjunction with y'all boys, man. Have different people man. from the show call in. From the group call in if they want. And we just chop it up I, whatever. I appreciate it, man. I got some uh I got some things we 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 doing okay. in different cities, man. So yeah. um in Houston, uh I gotta come out there and have a meet and greet with y'all and chop oh, it up no with doubt. you about some other things that we can no do doubt. out there too, man. No doubt, man. We ride hop, skip and jump. I can come out to y'all too. Man, it is what it is. Whenever you wanna whenever you wanna do it, bro. Say less. I just gotta find time. I gotta talk to my wife first. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah do that. Do that, my boy. Definitely do that. set up.
But all right, y'all. Thanks, everybody, for coming.